Hello and welcome to Eat Well, one of the habits available on Flex and one that has the potential to be a well-being game changer for us all. When it comes to what we eat, we are very much creatures of habit. When I'm rushing around or the brain chatter is going at 10 to the dozen, the chances of me choosing something different to eat are slim. Autopilot is on and I'm going for my trusty old favourites. That means sometimes I'll eat well and other times I won't. The hungry me rarely passes Tesco's without buying a meal deal consisting of a cheese and ham sandwich, a hula hoops grab bag, barbecue flavour of course, and a smoothie of some description. And if I'm at home, the hungry, busy, brain chattery me always ends up with cheese in a sandwich of some description. Occasionally, the do something different right brain puts up a little fight. But usually it doesn't last long. It's only when I'm aware of the choices that things change. Recording this today made me think about what I'm putting in my mouth. And that's probably why lunch was different. A healthy soup and no cheese to be seen. Disengaging autopilot gives that different me a fighting chance to eat well more of the time. So what does eating well mean? It's helped me to focus on one simple discovery. Our gut and our brain talk to each other. A big thank you to Professor Tim Spector for the guidance on much of what you're about to hear. We'll make a link to Tim's work available wherever you're listening to this. What we eat and drink affects both our gut health and our brain health. And as a consequence, our mental health. It's all linked. Changing what we eat influences so many aspects of our life. I think of real food as medicine and the diversity of our diet as a way of unlocking a healthier life. We're all different. As individuals, we each respond differently to the same foods. Eating well for you may not be eating well for me. As always, I'm going to focus mostly on the small steps we can take to create a slightly different, healthier and happier you and me. Let's start really small with microbes. They are the smallest living organisms known and they are everywhere. In soil, rivers, plants, animals, tap water, they're on our keyboards, our pillows and in our bodies. There are thousands of different varieties from bacteria and yeast to fungi and viruses and a community of different types of microbes form a microbiome. Each of us has something between 1,000 and 5,000 different species of microbes in our bodies, and most of them live in our gut. There's a lot we don't know about these guys, but what we do know is that most of them play an important role in keeping us functioning. Some of them help prevent infection, some educate our immune system so it doesn't kill our helpful microbes, some promote regeneration of our tissues, and many of them help us keep our digestive processes working well. This is important to us for a lot of reasons, not least of which is because our gut produces 90% of our serotonin. Serotonin is a hormone that is key to stabilizing our mood and our feelings of well-being and happiness. And it enables our gut and brain to talk to each other through our nervous system. We need that communication to work well to keep us healthy and we couldn't do it without our microbes. 
our different species of gut microbes feed on different things. Some like fibres and leafy greens, others like sugars and starches, and others like greasy fries and butter. We can think of our gut like a garden, where we decide what grows. If we eat healthy food, we grow healthy bacteria that like healthy food. If we eat unhealthy food, we grow unhealthy bacteria that like unhealthy food. And so it goes on. We're going to focus on helping you to stimulate your eat well microbes that send the messages to your brain to eat well. We're looking to build a virtuous circle of microbe diversity. So, what can we do to get things moving in the right direction? For a start, you could venture out with veg. Find a vegetable you've never tried before and ask for advice on what to do with it or have a little search on the internet. Secondly, find a new fibre. Fibre is food for helpful microbes and comes in many different forms. Whole grain cereals and bread, whole wheat pasta, oats, barley, rye, sweet corn, peas, beans and pulses, nuts and seeds, artichokes, berries, pears, melons and potatoes with their skins on. Give something new a try. You could swap a favourite for a healthier alternative. If you're a milk chocolate fan, swap it for plain chocolate. Start at maybe 60% cocoa and see how close to 100% you get. You could swap white bread for whole grain bread. You could swap the chocolate bar for salted almonds. You get the idea. Find a new recipe from your favourite recipe book. Look for something new on the information superhighway or ask for recommendations from friends. Pick a day when you're not too busy. Line up your favourite podcast or playlist and most importantly, take your time. No need to rush. This is not about getting it done. It's about enjoying the cooking experience. It's about learning. It's about experimenting. It's about putting a little bit of love into what you're doing. Be sure to taste the food as you go. Take a probiotic plunge. Probiotics are foods with the good kind of living microbes in them and they can kickstart your own personal microbiome diversity. Try live yogurt, sauerkraut or miso as part of your lunch or you can drink your probiotics such as kombucha and kefir. Variety really is the spice of microbial life. Try something new every day for a week or try something new every week for a month. Every time you try something new and it works for you, make a note. This is something that can now be part of your food and drink repertoire. Keep doing this and step by step, you're increasing your gut diversity. When we're thinking about it clearly, eating well, upping our food and drink diversity sounds so simple. But habits can be very persistent. When we're short on time or have all that brain chatter going on, the usual suspects end up in the shopping trolley. The trick is to wake ourselves up and do what we can at four key points. The first point is when we're preparing to shop. This is the time to plan our purchases, to create a list on paper or on your phone and make sure there's good stuff on it. The second is when we're actually shopping. Just because we plan to buy whole grain bread or kombucha doesn't mean we'll do it. 
For many of us, in many situations, autopilot is the default setting. Find a way to remind yourself to switch autopilot off as you enter the store. Set yourself an eat well shopping alarm or calendar entry on your phone. Write wake up at the top of your shopping list and pick a time when you know you won't be rushed. It might be just enough to make the difference. Thirdly, there's preparing to eat well. Hungry increases the chance of autopilot staying on. Preparing to eat well is about getting all the ducks lined up. It's about making sure everything we need to eat well is available when we need it. If we know time will be short when we're looking to cook, it's about doing what we can ahead of time. That might mean peeling and chopping veg the night before or in the morning. It might be cooking something in advance. It might be as simple as packing a handful or two uh, of almonds or a bottle of water for your trip. As Robert H. Schuler says, spectacular achievement is always preceded by unspectacular preparation. And lastly, fourthly, there's eating well. If we've completed steps one, two and three, that's one, preparing to shop, two, shopping and three, preparing to eat well, then four, eating well itself is fairly straightforward. This is the bit where we simply notice the colours, the smells, the textures and of course the taste of what we're eating. People who eat slowly or carefully seem to be healthier than those that eat quickly and carelessly. Mindful eating is about bringing our full attention to the food we eat. It's less about getting it done and more about the experience of doing it. So, to summarise, microbial diversity, aka a balanced diet, is good for our physical health and it's good for our mental health because our gut and our brain talk to each other. And what's good for you is different to what's good for me. So the best way to work out what's what is to experiment with new real foods to work out what we want to incorporate into our food and drink routine. Of course, it can take a while to work out what's helping and what's not. My advice is to work out what you like first and don't assume that because you didn't like it years ago, you won't like it now. Our sense of taste and smell changes as we age. Be as open-minded as you can and expect some nice surprises. Maybe try something a few times before you make the call on whether it's in or out of your food and drink routine. If you've already downloaded Flex, you can use it to capture your food and drink adventures, make a note of your experiments or take photos and use Flex to record your well-being over time. You will slip regularly. Autopilot will prevent you from eating well all the time. But slowly but surely, step by step, you can swap those barbecue hula hoops for roasted almonds, that can of Coke for kombucha, the white bread for whole grain bread. And bit by bit, as you grow the microbe diversity in your gut, those microbes will start messaging your brain with requests for the good stuff, the healthy food and drink. And eating well, or at the very least eating better, will become part of your new normal. Remember, the best is the enemy of good enough, so no beating yourself up, one small step at a time, Steps back aloud, you know the score. I'm off to find something different and healthy from the amazing Indian store down the road. I'll let you know what I find. Okay, so I'm back and amongst the things I buy routinely, I have purchased organic elderflower kefir, which I drank as soon as I got back. Never tried kefir before, 
Nice, not too sweet. We'll buy again. And then I bought some Corella. K-A-R-E-L-A. It's a green vegetable, small, sort of banana-sized, but has the skin that would look more at home on a dragon. The first bloke I spoke to said fry it with onion, garlic and ginger and that it cured cancer. And the guy on the checkout said his mother cooks it all the time and that he can't stand it. This is exactly the sort of situation I wanted to avoid. Really good for you, but tastes like... Anyway, let's see if I can find a way of making Corella taste good. Right, that's enough from me. Good luck on your food and drink adventures. I'm looking forward to mine. If you've already downloaded Flex, you'll have access to a range of goals, which each focus on a range of very specific habits. You decide which habits you want to build and Flex will suggest a range of small steps for you to experiment with. Each step is a way for you to explore different ways of behaving. You'll be able to convert these small steps from one-off experiments into something you repeat on a regular basis. We call them routines. You'll also be able to track your well-being and sign up to other related goals such as stress less, feel healthier, be more resilient, be happier and many more. All Flex goals are designed to boost your well-being. If you've not yet downloaded Flex, see how far you can get with creating your own small steps using the ideas described in this episode and join us on Flex if you need some extra help. Good luck. Good luck.